Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. So there's been a theme that's been coming up for so many people that I'm talking to right now, whether it's been in my like health and wellness um, accountability groups or in my personal life, friends, family members, also with clients, former clients that has been coming up this past couple of weeks slash months. And that is this feeling of spiritual disconnection, this feeling of being out of alignment, this feeling of being honestly spiritually anxious or depressed, not to be confused with mental health conditions. You guys, I believe that, you know, mental health is such an important piece of the puzzle when it comes to feeling connected, alive, activated. But there's also this thing that happens when we don't listen to our souls or we're disconnected from our path or the message that messages that want to come through from our soul that we start to just feel numb and a little depressed or maybe even anxious if we're not you know, we're continuing to put ourselves in environments that aren't really in alignment with our path. This is something that I'm really passionate about helping people reconnect to because I know that, you know, last year I probably spent the first six months of the year really in a bit of a fog. If I'm being honest, it was, you know, I thought I was really connected. I thought it was in alignment, but something was just foggy about that period of my life. And there was things that I wasn't listening to for my soul. And, you know, it kind of turned into this spiritual depression, this feeling of not feeling myself, not feeling connected, feeling depressed, feeling anxious. And the moment I listened to that message from my soul, I started to feel alive again. I started to feel inspired and passionate and awake. And so If this is something that you have been struggling with, I have three offerings that I'm going to be having going on in March that are going to help you really reconnect. Number one is going to be a free event at the end of March. I'm going to be hosting a couple or maybe mid-March. I haven't decided on dates, but by the time this episode airs, that will all be on the landing page that I'm going to link in the show notes. I'm going to do a free two to three week event all about reconnecting to your soul, reconnecting to your intuition, reconnecting to your higher self and coming back into alignment with what your soul really desires for you in this life, whether that just be more peace, more play, you know, a career shift, a relationship shift, more communication, better boundaries. And we don't know what the soul needs until we can hear it, right? So we're going to help you in this two-week to three-week container, help you come back into alignment with soul. The second offering I have is really, I'm going to be using the health and wellness accountability groups that I've been hosting. So (laughs) this month I had people vote on what do you guys want the intention and the focus focus to be for March. And the majority of people really desired spiritual alignment. And so 
this month we are going to be using the Beachbody workout programs, nutrition programs, but we're going to be putting a twist on it where we're really going to be focusing our intention on coming back into alignment with our soul. You guys know that I literally lost 25 pounds by leaving a partnership that wasn't in alignment, listening to my soul, leaving an environment that wasn't healthy for me and literally shed 25 pounds that I had gained during that, that partnership. And to me, health fitness cannot come back into alignment without the spiritual part as well. So we're going to be focusing on coming into alignment in that container. So if you feel called to be a part of that, it's $160 for the workout programs for an entire year. It's like, I literally have been using these programs for five years because it's a no brainer. Like it's, it's, they're amazing, first of all. And second of all, they're so affordable and accessible. You can do them from home. You can do them at a gym, like whatever you feel called to do. I take them to my apartment gym. Sometimes I do them from my apartment. Like I'm obsessed. And again, $160, you get the workouts, you get Shakeology and or, or yeah, well, you can add on. So, or um, pre-workout and post-workout plus the groups for an entire year for 160 bucks. So it's like the most successful way to get into my energy. And then last but not least, I'm opening up Soul Activation. You guys, Soul Activation is the course for coming back into alignment with your soul. You guys know that when you're in alignment with your soul's desires, things manifest, things flow, things are like ease and flow and magic. And there is this feeling of, to me, being connected to soul just feels like this feeling of full body activations. Like you feel your, like you feel your own energy. It's like this inspiration, this passion, this fire, fire, but also this like pure blissful gratitude just for being alive. Like there's no reason to feel these things, but you just feel them because you're connected. And to me, that is the intention behind soul activation is bringing you back into connection with self, with soul, with that feeling of just gratitude for no reason at all. So if you want to be a part of this container, I'm going to be adding some stuff to the course. I'm going to be shifting a few things um, based on the last cohort. And there's all the content I've ever created for this course is still inside of the portal. And um, yeah, so pre-sale is at the time of this launch. You guys, I'm not posting it anywhere until next week. There's only a few pre-sale spots. So first come first serve, you're going to get a discounted, um, price point in during the pre-sale. So if you feel called to be a part of that, I'm going to also link that in the show notes here for you guys. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the raise your vibration podcast. I am your host Shelby Rose. And today I have Melissa Kwan on the episode and you guys, the whole time we're recording this podcast, I had tears in my eyes. I had full body chills. I had like tingles everywhere and was fully just feeling the energy behind Mel's words. You guys, her story is so powerful and so relatable. And so I just, I just fully connected to it. And I know that many of you are going to as well. And also She's an incredible human being, carries so much just beautiful energy with her. So for those of you who don't know Melissa, first of all, she's the one who put on the Quantum Business Mastery Summit that I was a part of a few weeks ago. 
She's a healer, quantum transformation, and energetic alignment coach for conscious entrepreneurs who are ready to step into their divine purpose and gifts and make a massive impact in the world. She helps her clients create quantum leaps in all areas of their lives by intuitively guiding them back to soul and unlocking the truth of who they are and why they're here. So I'm just going to say, we talk all things alignment, reality creation, manifestation, spirituality, embodiment, Mel's story. And I know so many of you are going to not only relate to Mel's journey, but also just feel the energy and the codes and the activations that this episode carries within it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I do. And let's dive in. Well, Mel, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to share you with the Raise Your Vibration podcast audience and learn a little bit more about your story. Before we dive into our conversation today, do you mind sharing a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are today? Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, my name's Mel and I'm a quantum manifestation and business coach. Um, but I don't teach necessarily business strategy. I'm all about teaching the energetics of business, which is what lights me up. So before I got to this place, um, let's say go back 10 years ago, I was a total atheist. I had no belief in anything bigger than myself. I had no goals. I was working as a server in a restaurant and working at the Levi's store and was totally like just happy with that. Had nothing, nothing else bigger in mind. I was just like, you know, living my life and completely unconscious. And, um, I ended up getting in a couple really abusive relationships and my life kind of, I, he, my ex made me quit my jobs, sell my cars, sell all my furniture. And, um, was really, really controlling. So he didn't want me to have anything of my own, didn't want me to have any friends, kind of isolated me from the world. And I started to get really depressed. I felt really lonely. And he was also very verbally abusive as well and constantly trying to make me feel less than so that I would stay with him, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of like, you'll never be successful without me. You're you're stupid, you're aloof, you're this, you're that. And my self-worth just completely plummeted. I had no money. I had no friends and I literally was just living my life for someone else. But from an outside perspective, it was interesting because everyone was like, you're so lucky because he was quite successful. So we were traveling Mm. the world first class and I was, you know, sitting next to sting on the airplane and, um, we were traveling to all these beautiful locations and driving Lamborghinis and had a big 7,000 square foot house. And on like from the outside, it looked like I was doing very well. I didn't have to work, even though I really wanted to. And my soul Mm. kept calling me to do something, but that wasn't in his plan for us because it would interrupt when he wanted to travel and all of the things. So I started living my life completely for someone else. And I think it had to get to that point because from that space, my soul was yelling at me, like, wake up, you need to do something different. You need, you, you have gifts. You have things to share with the world. Like this isn't what's making you happy. And so it had to get to that point of hitting total rock bottom and being totally alone in this relationship and in this really abusive place for me to start to ask myself like, well, what do I want to do? Yeah. And you know, not, I didn't want to be dependent on a man for this stuff. I wanted to be able to go out for coffee when I wanted to go out for coffee and have freedom. And I was yeah. in this place where I had zero freedom. 
zero mm-hmm. freedom. I couldn't, I couldn't even have a coffee without asking. And it, it definitely wasn't okay for me to go out for coffee because that was wow. in his plans. Right. Wow. So that's where I was. And from that place, um, I feel like there was a lot of things that fell into place that really woke me up starting with, um, we needed to get a house cleaner and I found, um, we were going for a walk one day and there was a, an ad on the mailbox for house cleaners. So, so I was like, Oh, and I picked one of the things off and I called her and she was like, how did you get my number? And, and I was like, um, from the mailbox. And she was like, no, um, I had to take my signs down a year ago because I'm not licensed and the city made me, made me take them down. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I found it on the mailbox. And she, she was like, well, do you mind that I'm not licensed? And I was like, no. And she's like, okay, then I'll come over and do a consultation. And it turns out she is an archangel karmic healer, super psychic. Um, she was like my, my angel, my saving angel. She came in and she did all these energy healings on me. And she was constantly teaching me about energy and manifesting and all of this stuff while she'd clean my house every week. And then I started um, really feeling like I wanted to do something and find my purpose. And I found yoga teacher training and I started doing that. And then Um, I was at a garage sale in Hawaii and this book fell on my foot and it was the power of now. And I was so closed off to spirituality that I was, I just put it back on the shelf and the guy saw me put it back and goes, Hey, do you want that book? And I go, uh, no, it's okay. And he's like, just, just how much? And I was like, I actually didn't bring any money. And he's like, um, just take the book. (laughs) I was like, no, I couldn't do that. And he's like, just take it. And I was like, okay, I'll take the book. And I started reading it. And that was the first time I ever realized that I had a soul and that I wasn't just this human meat sack walking around. And my mind was totally blown. I was just like, I read the whole book in probably two hours and was just mind blown the whole time. I was like, what? This is insane. And it it kind of all spiraled from there. And that's when I really got into finding gratitude and gratitude journaling and doing all like the beginning manifesting practices. And when you when you first start out, I don't know if you've experienced this as well, but when you first start manifesting, things kind of go really quickly mm-hmm. because there's no resistance. It's like, yeah, it's not like you're like, oh, is this going to work or not? It's just kind of more playful and fun. Like, mm-hmm. oh, interesting. I want to try that. And so you start manifesting really quickly. And it's, I think the universe's way of showing you like, this is real. Yeah. Right? So I started writing in my gratitude journal every day. And that was my very first manifesting practice. And I started manifesting things out of thin air. Like I would lose something and I would just write in my gratitude journal. I'm so grateful and thankful now that I found my bag. And this one time I remember I lost my bag in the hallway of my building. I came home late the night before I was partying all night. And I lost a bag with like really nice bathing suits and a change of clothes and all my nice makeup. And I was like, Oh no, I lost that bag. It's so expensive. And I started writing about it in my journal. And went down the hallway, looked everywhere. It was nowhere. I looked in the lost and found, looked in the elevator, um, literally checked for probably about half an hour. It was nowhere. Came back again, started writing. I'm so grateful and thankful now that I found my bag with ease. And I hear these keys in the door across the hallway. And I was like, oh, and I had this nudge. I was like, I'm going to go ask her if she's seen my bag. So I opened the door and I was like, excuse me, did you happen to see um, a bag with some clothes and stuff in it when you got home? And she was like, uh, do you mean that bag right there? And she pointed literally right in front of my door and was like that one. And I was like, um, 
yes. <laughs> and I went and picked it up and brought it in the house and everything was in there. And it was like, it just appeared out of nowhere. It was insane. So it was things like that that really got me into like, whoa, I am so much more powerful than I thought I was. And this shit's real. <laughs> I have had a full body chills the whole time you were talking. It was like, oh, just the cool, like, I just think it's so incredible that you were totally just, there's nothing out there. I don't believe in anything. Had this shitty relationship. And then the universe was like, here, 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 here. I, I, the books falling off shelves is always something that I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just insane to me that they like jump off the shelves that people, multiple people have the same experience where they're like, it just literally fell off the shelf. I know. I <laughs> it know. Blows my mind. And actually oh. it's interesting. Like, cause after I talked to um, the lady that was cleaning my house, She's like I said, super psychic and very, she can see energy. And she said that when she got to my house that day and my ex came down and looked at her at the door, um, she looked at him and was like, why am I here? Cause she's like, I don't, I don't put myself in situations like this. Like this is bad energy. And so she mm. questioned and she was like, why am I here? And then she said that she saw me walk up and then she was like, oh, that's why I'm here. And then she told me later in life that her guides were saying, this girl's got potential. You need to help her. And so she did. I could like cry. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, like it's such a powerful story. I'm like, oh, like the universe yeah. is just so good. You know? know, it's it's incredible how you can be in such a shitty situation and the universe will bring you exactly what you need and the exact people. It's like, to me, that's incredible. That was probably 12 or 13 years ago now. And what's interesting is I still keep in touch with her and wow. my daughter was born on her birthday. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, so much magic. So much yeah. magic. So it's, it started off with this incredible, you know, awakening journey. What are you doing today? And how did you get into like quantum business and the energy work? Obviously these are some big pivotal moments that led up to this, what brought you into business and helping women with the energetics of their business? Well, it's interesting because I think like most people, when you're first starting out on your journey, it's like, you just have this desire to mm -hmm. find your purpose, right? Like yeah. I need to find my purpose. And it's like this search that you're, you're looking for something and you know that you're meant to do something bigger and you just have no idea what it is or how to find it. So it was actually pretty painful. It was quite a struggle for a long time. And I, I wasn't connected at all to my intuition and I was completely disconnected from my soul. Like, as, mm -hmm. as I said, I was in abusive relationships. I was partying all the time. Um, so it took me a while to come out of that. Um, and I started thinking about what do I want to do from the perspective of my ego? So it was like, well, I want to be in real estate development. I want to be in fashion, like all the things that I liked, I thought those were, would be my dream jobs. So I would go out and I would get these dream jobs and then still, hate my life. And like when Monday would come around, I'd be like, Oh, I don't want to go to work today. So I would never be anywhere longer than like a year and just literally dread going to work, dread Mondays. And I was like, this cannot be right. Like, this is clearly not my dream yeah. job. And so I started to think something was wrong with me. And I'm like, maybe I'm ungrateful. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Like, maybe I just don't like working. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Right. Yep. Because <laughs> I keep and I manifest everything that I wanted. Like I, I wanted to work in real estate development. I ended up going to Vancouver. I was living in Calgary at the time. And 
I got invited to this, this long table dinner with a bunch of these Vancouver socialite people that would go out for these dinners on the weekends. I don't know even how I got invited to that because I didn't really know a lot of people, but so I'm sitting there and this guy sits down next to me and he's like, oh, so do you live in Vancouver? And I was like, no, but I'd love to move here. And he, uh, but I'd need to find a job first. And he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I would love to do real estate development. And he's like, oh, I'm in real estate. He's like, I'm actually um, best friends with one of the vice presidents of the biggest real estate development companies in Canada. I can get you an interview. And I was like, really? <laughs> he's like, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up on my trip getting in for an interview at this company. And they're at first, when I talked to them on the phone, they're like, yeah, we're not, we're not hiring right now, but we'll talk to you in case anything opens up. So I go for the interview and then they call me the next day and say, can you start on Monday? And I lived in another city at the time, but I was like, mm, yes, I can. So I literally moved cities, got there, started this new dream job. And that's why I was like, but it manifested so easily. Everything manifests so easily. So it must be right. And then when it ends up not being right, then you question like, what the hell is wrong with me? How can I keep thinking that all of these things are aligned? And then it, it turns out they're not aligned at all. And when I started, started doing this um, deep kind of inner work and searching for why I was so unhappy and why, would, why was all this stuff, you know, working out so easily. And then I was miserable. And what came to me one day, I was standing outside my work and I was like, oh my God, I want to serve people in a bigger way. And so it's not about me and my dream job and doing these things that I'm interested in. It's more about, am I making a difference in the world? And once that part clicked, then all of a sudden, all these doors started opening. I got a scholarship to a life coaching and like success coaching school that was almost a year long. And I got in for almost nothing. And then I, yeah, all of these kind of doors started opening. I found my own life coach. I, I decided I wanted to teach manifesting, which ended up being a long journey of actually stepping into that because I was told I couldn't just teach that it's too broad. Um, too many people are already doing that. So I put off what I knew was aligned for me for quite a few years because I was listening to all of the noise around me and what my coaches were saying, what everyone else was saying, Oh, you can't do soul purpose. That's too broad. Oh, you can't do manifestation. That's too broad. So mm. instead I just ran around in circles, making no money for four or five years. <laughs> and until one day I actually hired a coach for $17,000 who promised me this system where I was going to make six figures and, you know, work with all these women. And I was going to use her system and it was guaranteed. And at the end of the year, I had no certification, no clients that like zero people signed up for it. And then she was asking me to pay more money for a monthly fee. Now that the coaching course was up. And I was like, I have no more money. I've made nothing. And I've given you literally every bit of money that I had. And it turns out that every other person in the program was in the same boat where they weren't making any money. And we found out that there was another cohort cohort before, and she took all their money too. And none of them got certified because they didn't do what she said. And so from that point forward, I was like, no, I'm doing it my way. And I'm not going to make my success dependent on what someone else can do for me. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. And I think a lot of people, it's almost like you have to get to that point where you're like, you're so seeking outside of yourself so hard that you're willing to like put your investments into anyone who's mm -hmm. promising this shiny thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, no, no. I have to come back to like the thing that I've known all along. Yeah. So it's an I, expensive lesson. It's a really expensive lesson. <laughs> so hopefully the listeners here can avoid that lesson by just like 
hearing this, hearing what we're saying and just going inward starting right now. It's something I talk about a lot. And so I love that you've just paralleled that because I think a lot of these soul led entrepreneurs have the same experience where they're seeking outside of themselves when really they've known what their path was all along on some level, right? It's not always conscious, but usually we know what that thing we're here to do is on some level. Mm -hmm. We always know our soul always knows. So this is like whenever my clients say, I don't know whether it's about something about the, a question that they're asking me or if their next step or whatever it is, when they say, I don't know, it's funny. Cause now they all have worked with me long enough that they're, when they, they're like, I want to say, I don't know, but I know you won't let me because I'm like, <laughs> your soul always knows you, you are not allowed to say, I don't know. You just need to sit with it until the answer comes because you do know. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Really powerful. And I love that because it's like, that's where the true power is when you make someone find the answer themselves rather than having all the answers. Right. And I think that's where you give people their power back. It's like, we always have that free will, but we also always know the truth with it. Totally. And what I learned is that my coach doesn't have the answers. Like, so I want to be the coach that has the answers because Mm -hmm. my answers are for me. And your answers are for you. So it's more, my job is to more hold space for you to make space for your own answers. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm super curious during that four to five year period, because I hear a lot of people, they start and then they'll stop because it's not working. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. well, this isn't working. I give up. Mm-hmm. Or, this must not be the thing because it's not working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you navigate that space when you were, because I think there's a lot of people as they're finding their path, like that experience that lull or that it's not working period. Mm -hmm. How did you navigate that? And what would you say to someone who's in that space right now? Oh, it's just such a tough space to be in because, but this is what I've learned is that space that you're in, you're choosing to be there. And I chose that space for so many years and I didn't have to, I could have sped it up and collapsed the timelines and all the things <laughs> I teach now. Um, but when you're in that space, it's just the anxiety and the overwhelm and the questioning and the wavering of the end. Should I get a job or shouldn't I? And mm-hmm. I considered getting a job so many times. And my husband that I'm currently with, is like, well, if you aren't making money by this date, I think you should go get a job. And so you have these outside people being like, this isn't working for you. You need to do something different. And it's stressful because then you have that added outside pressure of other people also being like, it's not working. It's not working. And a lot Mm -hmm. of my clients too, that's one of their biggest stresses is their husband's like, when is this going to work? Why aren't you making money yet? And, um, even when I did say, okay, I'm going to get a job by this date, when it would come close to that date, I could not bring myself to go work for someone else again. Mm -hmm. Even if I wasn't making money, even if I just was sharing my message to no one, this is the only thing I could, my, I can really see myself doing. I cannot, I could not go work for someone else and just do something to make money because I'm not doing this to make money. And so when you let go of the money part, because I think that's when you start your business, everyone's all passionate. They're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to change the world. I'm going to make a difference. And the passion is there. And then when they don't make money right away, it becomes about, oh my God, I need to make money. Why isn't this working? And so our Mm. focus goes towards, it's not working. I need to make money. And we create all this resistance. And then we therefore don't make any money. So we're perpetuating the cycle. 
So what's really important is if you know this is for you and this is your soul's truth and you need to do this and there's just no other option for you, but to make money through your soul's work and your divine gifts, doing what you love, then you can choose that now by shifting your focus. And I just actually, it's interesting. I just said this to someone this morning. Someone was like, I have two, um, two dogs and a young son and I'm a single mom and I've been doing my business for a while. It's not making money. I think I might need to go get a job. And she had this post that she did. It was a big rant. And this is exactly what I told her too. It looks to me like you're focusing more on what you don't want than what you do want. And the Mm -hmm. only thing that creates our reality is where we put our attention because where we put our attention is what we activate and it's what we energize. And so both your fears and your desires aren't real right now in the present moment, your desires are just something that are out there. They're not in your physical reality and your fears are also not real. But what most people do is we say, I want to have this like six or multi-six or seven figure business. And I want to be helping all these people. And then that's the desire. So we energize that for two seconds and then we put our focus (laughs) on, but it's not happening yet. What if I'm not good enough? What if my clients don't get results, but it's not working? Um, I don't know how to market it. Like we have all of these reasons and these excuses and these stories that we energize instead Mm -hmm. of actually putting our focus and energy into what we want in activating what we want. So in any moment, if you are currently energizing and if you're not making the money and if you're not attracting the clients, then I can almost guarantee that what you think you're focused on is not what you're actually focused on. And I love that you said that. I think a lot of people will think they're focusing on the desire, but they're actually focusing on the opposite of the desire. It's like, they're like, but I'm all my energy is going to this thing. And it's like, but what's the intention? Yeah behind the energy. Yeah. And it's not even that their, their energy is actually not going to the thing. That's the thing is their energy is going to the opposite of the thing. It's going Mm -hmm. to the stories and the patterns and all of the things that you are unconsciously doing. So becoming aware of your patterns and the stories that you're telling yourself and the resistance that you're creating even desiring something causes resistance because it puts it outside of yourself. So even when people are focusing on their desire, like I really want this, I really want it. And they think they're focusing on the desire by doing that. They're putting more space between them and the thing because now they're focusing on wanting it. And if you want something, then it's not you and you don't create what you want. You create who you are. So instead you really need to get clear on where your unconscious patterns and stories and everything are so that when they do come up, you can actually be like, Oh, you catch it. And then you start focusing your attention instead on, well, what would I want instead? So instead Mm -hmm. of what if I don't get a client this month, you focus on what if I did, what if I had five new clients right now, what would that look like? What would that feel like? What would that do for my life, for my family? How would I feel if I had five clients sign on this week? And you start putting your energy and intention into that and you will manifest the clients much more quickly than if you keep focusing on what's not happening and how long it's taking and how you really, really want it and all of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's so interesting. It was like a great example of this was last month. I was like, oh, I really want this dollar amount. Like I'm going to hit this. I'm going to hit this. And I thought it was going to come through one avenue, right? But there was resistance around that because it was so focused on it coming through this one avenue. And then all of a sudden it was like, I sent out one email and I had like a couple people sign up for an affiliate course. And I was like, oh, 
I didn't even think that was an avenue. I had no attachment to the outcome. I had no like, oh, this is how it needs to look. Whereas over here in this one avenue, I did. And so it's just really interesting to me how it it flows in in the path of least resistance. And yeah. we know this, but it's so often we're we're so focused on it showing up in one way that we've built up, like you said, all that resistance around it, that it it can't show up that way. Totally. And th- a really good example of this that showed up in my life, and maybe this will resonate for some of your audience as well, is I have always been an amazing manifester. What I want always shows up. But when it comes to my business, I really struggled to manifest money in my business because mm-hmm. there was a lot of resistance and control around needing it to come through my business and needing to prove that I could do this and not having to go back to a job and proving to my husband that it was going to work. And so there's a lot of resistance around actually making money in my business. Mm-hmm. But I would manifest a very luxurious life for myself. I'd manifest like free trips. I'd manifest, like I just manifested a trip to um, the Four Seasons, which is normally the place we were staying at is normally 30,000 US a night. And I was there for free for a week. And then, but, and I don't have 30,000 US a night to spend. Right. But I'm, but I'm still experiencing the things that I would experience if I had that money. It's just, I don't, I can manifest it without the money coming through me. Mm -hmm. And it always was something that came up was I can manifest whatever I want, but through other people. So other people can do it. Other people can, or can make money and all of that, but it can't come through me. So that was a belief that I really had to work through is I can make money myself and it's safe for me to make the money because, um, you might be manifesting a lot of things and you might be like you just said, making money, but in a way that you didn't expect or control, um, that avenue for the money to come through. And so when you're not making money in your business, another thing to look at is, am I making this something about me, about my worth, about how valuable I am as a person, because that's all causing unconscious resistance and will stop money from actually coming in through your business. But then you might be like, well, I'm still making a lot of money through my job. So now I have to keep my job because there's no resistance to making Mm -hmm. money through a job because you expect to be paid when you work for someone else. So the expectation mm-hmm. is just there. And therefore it's easy for you to make money because, well, of course I'd make the money because I did the work yet in your own business, you're still doing the work, but you don't hold that same expectation. Well, I expect to be paid because I'm working. It's more now I need to work harder. I need to earn it. I need to work longer. I need to be valuable mm-hmm. enough. My clients need to get the results. Like you have all of these rules that you've created around what it takes for you to make money in your business. And it makes it a lot harder. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm. Mm. What else do you feel called to share with the, oh my gosh, I feel like time just quantum leapt for me. I'm like, How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I could listen to Mel all day. <laughs> um, what else do you feel called to share with the listeners? And um, just for reference, a lot of the listeners are either they've been on a spiritual path or they're new to the spiritual path. I would say many of them are entrepreneurs, but some are not as well. So is there anything that you feel called to share or speak to? Yes. I think the biggest message and the one thing that shifted everything for me was when I really got that there's nothing wrong with me and that I'm not broken because mm-hmm. for the first couple of years in my business, I spent so much time, so much money, so much energy 
trying to figure out what was wrong with me and what my money blocks were and what my blocks were and what was stopping me from creating the life and the business that I wanted to create. I read every personal development book. I did all of the courses. I did everything on Mind Valley. I worked with healers and energy healers and did hypnosis and everything that I could to fix what was wrong with me so that I could create the life that I wanted. And it wasn't until I realized that I am not broken and that there was nothing ever wrong with me. And that if I have the desire in my heart right now, that means it's meant for me right now. If you can see it, then the way to create it is already available to you. Mm. Right. So if you think about someone who, for example, has no, no goals, no dreams, like, like me 10 years ago, I was working at a restaurant, had no goals, didn't really care to make goals or go to school or do anything with my life. And I did not see a vision of like right now, I see myself making a hundred thousand dollars a month and impacting thousands of people and doing all of these really incredible things that was not in my consciousness 10 years ago Mm -hmm. because it wasn't available for me with the person that I was then that was not even something that I would ever perceive. Right. Mm -hmm. So you cannot perceive something until you're ready to create it. And the way will come available when you're ready to create it. So I think the biggest thing is you're not broken. You don't have to do anything right now to fix who you are so that you can have what you want. Everything that you want is already available to you right now. And it's not about doing all of this healing and shadow work and everything so that you can become the person you need to be. You're already that person. It's more that you need to shift your focus and attention and energy into activating the thing that you actually want, the thing that's in your heart, your soul desire by focusing on it. And then when you're focusing on that, if any resistance comes up that tells you, well, you can't have that, why it's not possible for you, um, fears come up around what would happen if you did get it, then you focus on clearing and healing the resistance that's in the way of having what you want, but it's nothing to do with you, Mm -hmm. right? So you're not broken. There's nothing you need to fix or heal. You're perfect. You can have what you want right now. Focus on the the desire. And if any resistance comes up, that's the work. You clear that resistance and you'll have what you want. I love that so, so much. It's like, I think a lot of us pick up, you know, those unconscious patterns and programs and we leave those behind or or we, we shift those, but then we pick up this whole new paradigm where it's, there's something to fix. It's very much so marketed in the personal development world, in the, I think, coaching and mentoring world. I think the old paradigm of coaching was very much so rooted in pain points and fixing mm. problems. Totally. When the reality is, like you said, where there are no problems to fix. There's no, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just taking on and noticing, oh, I love that the resistance around you that really isn't even yours. Mm -hmm. It's mostly learned and Mm -hmm. unconscious from childhood or even past lives, but we carry that through until we bring light to it and awareness to it and decide that Mm -hmm. that's not our truth anymore. So yeah, that's really all the work. The work is choosing what you want, focusing your energy on it and removing the resistance. Mm You have so much wisdom and so much, uh, just so much to bring to the world. So thank you for bringing it here. This has been such an incredible conversation. I feel so activated and just expanded and lit up. I can feel your energy is just such a beautiful, powerful light energy. So thank you for sharing that with all of the audience. Um, Where can people find you and get more into your energy and just learn a little bit more about what you do? 
Well, up until now, I haven't really focused a lot on like having a fancy website or anything like that. It's it's on totally. my list of things to do. Um, right now, where I'm kind of hanging out the most is on Instagram. So at Soul Lit Life is probably the best place to find me. Reach out, say hi, DM me. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, Soul Lit Life. And then also right now we're doing a summit that Shelby is actually a part of called yes. Business Mastery. We're about halfway through, but it's not too late to sign up. You can still catch the last couple interviews. Um, and that's at quantumbizmastery.com. Wonderful. I will share those in the show notes. Thanks again for being awesome. here. Thanks, Shelby. Have a great day.